0: The late 80s. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast, Pat Trek. My continuing mission, to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television. And to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. (laughs)
1: Hello and welcome to Pat Trek. This is the show where my friend, Pat O'Rourke, introduces me, Patrick Winiger, to Star
0: Trek The Next Generation, a show that I have never seen. And I have seen a ton of times. And Patrick, the intro this time is a bit of a lie. Yep. Because you've already seen this episode. I have. And talked about it. Yeah, we did that. And I accidentally deleted it.
1: This is the, the fabled lost episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is take two of a conversation we had two weeks ago.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of fresh, because we went on vacation, and I, you know, I maybe forgot about it a little bit. And yeah. Then, and then I had to look through it again, and it's like, oh,
0: Hollow Pursuits. This weird-ass episode. The Barkley episode. <laughs> I cringe at this episode. Yeah. It, and the fact that we have to talk about it a
1: second time is pretty funny. So I was worried. like, are we going to have to watch this again? And then I was like, nope. I remember pretty much everything <laughs> in that. Yeah, I love Barkley as
0: far as him being a super creep as a character yeah exactly
1: (laughs) as a character as a guy he is not somebody i would want to hang out with this
0: episode has huge issues and we talked about this already once but hr would have been called multiple times consent issues uh all over this thing um i do have a fun fact all right let's hear it so uh barkley refers to a flux capacitor i remember that yeah uh that's a reference to back to the future yeah In a previous scene, Wesley Crusher says, flow capacitor. Oh, man. Yeah, and then Barkley either screwed up the line or is intentionally paying homage to Back to the Future. I'd
1: like to think he screwed up the line, and now that's canon. (laughs) So there's flux capacitors also in the Star Trek universe just because of
0: a a flowed line. Well, time travel definitely is, and space, time, and thought are all one thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I believe it. Maybe the flux capacitor is what makes the warp engines go.
1: Yeah, maybe Doc and Marty are going to show up at some <laughs> point. Doc! A little crossover. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so this came out April 30th, 1990. Patrick's Log. Imelda Marcos uses past poverty as an asset in court. The Amelda Marcos who campaigned beside her ambitious husband when he won the Philippine presidency 25 years ago was an aristocrat. And anyone who suggested that she was once so poor she lived in a garage was attacked as a liar or a communist, an (laughs) enemy of President Ferdinand Marcos and of the Philippines. Oh, wow. Uh, So, yeah, her husband, Ferdinand Marcos, was dictator of the Philippines, and, like, she's on trial now for embezzlement. And suddenly all this stuff is coming out about how she grew up poor, which I believe she actually did. I don't know a ton about her. I know that she had a closet full of expensive shoes. And that was, like, the thing that they found about her that she was like using all this
0: state money i think she's still alive i believe so yeah man wasn't it so many shoes it was like rooms and it rooms was rooms over. and rooms of shoes
1: yeah. yeah and that was like evidence of mm-hmm. of corruption but apparently she actually did grow up in poverty and, and try to use that in court as... is it
0: like when drug dealers buy fancy cars i guess because they have to put the money into something right, right yeah they can't just put into a bank account
1: maybe but it's, I, she sure had access to bank accounts she was a she was the wife of the the dictator. Oh, I
0: guess I guess yeah. that's true. It's like that's she not had. The ra- I think she just wanted a shitload of shoes. Yeah.
1: I don't know. I'd probably spend money on a whole bunch of stupid stuff if I well, were the if I were the connected to a dictator and had an endless supply.
0: I think I'd get a life size Vegeta doll. Oh God, yeah, like you know? <laughs> it, it'd be
1: so much nerd shit. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I would have Riker fight Goku. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: It would be way more embarrassing than Rooms Full of Shoes. Mm -hmm. Speaking of embarrassing nerd shit, this is the Barkley episode.
0: (laughs) Great transition. This is
1: the one I was warned about. Yes. By so many people, you're going to get to the Barkley episode. And, you know, as many of y'all know, I don't research these episodes before I watch them, or I try not to. There's one or two that I have seen before, but for the most part, I'm kind of going in blind. Mm Mm-hmm. I had no idea what Barkley meant, what he was. Oh, man, do I now.
0: <laughs> oh, poor. Well, poor everybody else. You want to feel bad for Barkley. You do, but you he d- just... feel a little sympathetic for him, but oversteps he Oversteps his boundaries oh my so God. much. so bad.
1: And we see it in the first scene. Mm-hmm. We don't know that this is Barkley. We don't know what's going on. We just see a tall, uh, balding blonde guy go up to a bar... And order a drink, and Guinan is like, I don't want any trouble. And he's like, Oh, why would there be trouble? She's like, There's trouble that follows you wherever you go. And already something seems off.
0: Right. It's not the way Guinan would
1: speak. Right. And then Jordy comes in. They start jawing at each other. And Jordy wants him to do some work. Right. Barkley's mm-hmm. like, Oh, I hate my boss. Get out of my life. And he shoves him. He just like bodies him into the wall.
0: Yeah. And Jordy goes flying backwards.
1: I was like, oh, okay. This is the holodeck. This is over
0: the top. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. This must be a holodeck thing. (laughs) And then Riker comes in and, uh, you know, they fight and Barkley beats the shit out of him basically. This whole time, Troy is watching Mm -hmm. and Barkley's like glancing over. Uh, oh, he also calls Riker a pretty mannequin in a fancy uniform.
0: <laughs> Which I think is pretty great.
1: <laughs> yeah. Barkley goes over, and Troy says something about how she senses his confidence.
0: <laughs> in a very and, seductive manner. Yeah,
1: and they're just about to kiss. And then we hear an intercom. Barkley's got a report to Cargo Bay 5. Now. As it turns out, yes, this is the holodeck, because he says... Holodeck save program. <laughs> yep. He's got a he's got a
0: Everybody b- disappears and it's those familiar mm-hmm. yellow lines.
1: Yep. And he's got to beat it to uh cargo deck five. Mm-hmm. He's gotta get there because he's gonna be in trouble. And yeah, he's late. Yep. He's late to
0: work. This appears to be a common occurrence. Well, and he yep. walks in the door. Do you remember this? He walks in the door and instead of walking straight up to Jordy, he tries he to like hide, he hide he on like his hides. way in. Right. Which, what the hell? Yeah. You're already late, bro. Do you think they're not going to see you? Well, what is hiding accomplish?
1: They're going to assume you're already there in a room with only two other people in it? Right. Oh, yeah, there he is.
0: He's been here the whole time. Well, he's been working on that
1: empty pipe this whole time. Right, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else in here. Yes. Yeah, he tries to do that, and uh, what do you know? It doesn't work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so Riker is there, and Riker's pretty much... Telling Jordy that he's sick of Barkley's bullshit. Mm-hmm.
0: He's always late. He's
1: always late. He's weird. They call him Broccoli, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a nickname that Wesley came up with. Uh, it's not that insulting of a nickname. No, not really. I've
0: been called worse things it, than Broccoli. It
1: sounds like something that people would call you in a military setting, which this is. No, no, it's a peacekeeping <laughs> Okay, <set>. sure.
0: <laughs> so, it, they're explorers.
1: Yeah. What's going on is there's this transporter pad. Mm -hmm. which is like this kind of hovering deal. It's busted, and it's got these canisters on it, some kind of cryogenic canisters. We don't really know what it is yet. There's this guy, Duffy, who has been working on this uh, grav sled, is what it's called, and he informs everyone that there's a broken seal on one of them. So Jordy's like, oh, well, destroy one of them. That sucks. All the samples are going to be tainted. And then uh, this is where Barkley comes in. So they've just been talking shit about this guy. Mm-hmm. They see him. I don't know if he like heard all of the stuff while he was trying to hide. <laughs> uh, but this is, you know, where they chew him out for being late. Uh, Barkley is way different from how he acted in the holodeck.
0: Yeah. He's nervous. He's stuttering. He can't look anyone in the eye. He's looking
1: at the ground the whole time. Right. And finally, Jordy stops chewing him out and he tells him what to do. There's something wrong with this thing. No one else can fix it. And Barkley's like, oh, okay, I'll fix it. And then Riker stops him, and he's like, look, I don't know how things were done on your last assignment, but this is the Enterprise. We do stuff right here. So shape up or ship out, dude.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, Well, and that's Riker's job. Yeah. He's in charge of the whole thing. He's crew. the first officer. That's yeah. what he's
1: got to do. And I understand why he had to yell at this guy.
0: Dude was late because he was... In the holodeck. Pretending to beat up Riker.
1: That's the other thing. (laughs) And you know Barkley knows what he was doing. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, God, if Riker finds out. Oh, yeah. Spoiler, he does find out the kind of stuff that he is up to in the holodeck. Then, oh, man. So, yeah, Barkley's having a bad day already. Well, yeah.
0: I mean, it's beyond a bad day. In the sense that this is, seems, uh, yeah, this is a life, yes, he's having a bad day. This is a normal day. He's having a normal day, which for Barkley is bad. <laughs> in the real world, yeah. In the holodeck, oh man, he gets to hook up with the Anna Troy, yeah, without the Anna Troy knowing,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's not that's not the real world, though. Mm-mm. Uh, so now we get some kind of exposition on what's going on, what those canisters were because this is uh, Picard doing his voice over the, you know, the Captain's Log thing. It turns out those are tissue samples donated by some alien race uh, for shipment to another planet because there is an outbreak of Corellium fever going
0: on. Mm. That Corellium fever.
1: Yeah, I never know what the diseases are. That yeah, they you're talk not really,
0: about. you know, they don't get into detail. I about just assume
1: them. it's bad. Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, tissue samples that could cure it, and they're it's very important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so that that's what's going on it's here.
0: important to the doctor's research basically
1: yeah yeah but barkley is working on this grav sled that's uh, supposed to transport these things right and it's not working mm-hmm. something is going on
0: and what he thinks will solve the problem doesn't
1: right and what should because mm-hmm. this is a routine thing keep mm-hmm. in mind that he's supposed to do and it doesn't work uh he assures everyone yeah i i, I don't know what's going on uh Jordy, I promise you, I did what I'm supposed to do. I can run more diagnostics. Please. I I I don't know.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. It's yeah. not supposed to do that. It's supposed to work.
1: Yeah, so already it's like, man, it's gone from bad to worse. Mm-hmm. This routine thing that he was supposed to do is broken after he's late. You know, and Jordy is kind of short with him again.
0: Yeah, not only. Is he tardy? But he's bad at his. He's job bad at as his well, job, or well. it appears that he's bad at his yes. job. Oh well. Yes. Yeah,
1: in the ready room, Picard is looking at all of these reports and stuff on Barclay. This is the problem he's got to deal with today. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, though, Barclay used to have really high ratings at every other post he's been to before the Enterprise. So, th- this is very odd. It's doubly odd because it. It doesn't look like there's uh, many people that are below any kind of rating on the Enterprise. They have like the best of the best, which is probably why Barkley went there in the first place. Right. So what's going on?
0: Well, and I believe right. was it Riker who says no, Jordy, who says that he feels like they may have been lying about his previous record to yeah. previous records to, to get to rid of un- him to unload a bad egg.
1: Yeah. Uh, Picard doesn't really seem to believe that. I no. think that he knew the. Uh, previous mm-hmm. captains, and he's like, Yeah, they wouldn't do that. Look, y'all are managers, all right? So, manage this guy. Riker, you know, you need to figure out what's going on. Jordy, p- give him tasks that will help him improve. And then they kind of let slip that they call him broccoli mm-hmm. at one point. And Picard's like, Yeah, and also stop doing that. Right.
0: That's very unprofessional.
1: Yeah. And he's, he works for you. You mm-hmm. can't disrespect him like that. Maybe. You need to
0: be his friend.
1: Yeah. You get to know the guy. Yeah. That's how you lead. So, yeah, uh, he's he's pretty much getting on their ass at this point now instead of them getting on someone else's ass. It's their turn to get chewed out by the boss.
0: Right, which I think is great, although Picard doesn't know what's happening in the no. holodeck, But I do yeah. think it's good uh, leadership skills from Picard right now. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, stop he's... complaining and fix it. Right.
1: Be Jordan. a boss. Jordy a really baby. doesn't want to do it though, and no. of
0: course, like Jordy
1: has personality issues of his own. Not not like issues, but like he's a little socially awkward. His as, best
0: friend is a child and a robot. Yes,
1: as we've seen,
0: <laughs> an android. But yeah, but I was he using Patrick language.
1: Fell in love with a computer program of a woman that actually exists. Right, so he
0: point. is just as bad as broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd think
1: he could connect with this guy. Yes, if with anybody else. Yes. He's a pervy loner, but he doesn't want to do it. Like he's going to talk to Barkley, and he he sees Barkley working on the grav sled, and he's just like forcing himself to be nice. You know, Barkley is like, "Look, man, I'm really sorry. I'm doing everything that I can." And Jordy's like, "Look, it's fine. I trust that this problem is in good hands. I don't know what's going on with it, but I know you can fix it, dude. I
0: have faith in you." Right? Yeah.
1: Also. We have a, a meeting tomorrow morning, eight AM. Uh, me and all the other officers are gonna just do our debrief. How about how about you come to that? And Barkley's just like, Why why would you do that? And he says, I wanna know what you think. I value your input. So he's inviting this dude to right. the to letting the... him
0: step up. Right. Right Fish after chewing him out yes. for fucking up all day. Fish grow to the size of the tank, as my old boss used to ah, say. Okay, you get you got to give you everybody enough responsibility. Oh, so able that's to step what that means. I had no it.
1: idea what that meant for a second. <laughs> well, if you think about goldfish, right? Uh huh. They grow to the size of the oh tank yeah keep yeah. Them in. They can get huge. Yeah.
0: So if you don't give somebody enough responsibility, they're going to stay small. So give them more and more to do, and they'll be able to grow.
1: Oh, Okay, so that's what Jordy's doing.
0: Yeah, Jordy's being a cliche manager. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but
1: it kind of works, you know, like. He has this meeting. It's early in the morning, and of course, Barkley is like he's a little late. This is just About like twenty seconds. Like, later. yeah, he's not really late. He's Had not to wash
0: his hands after using the bathroom, late. right? Yeah,
1: but it's treated by the show as if it's super late. Mm-hmm. It's totally not.
0: Well, I think it's supposed to more indicate that Jordy feels like he's gonna be late. Like, oh no, oh. I screwed up. He's gonna be real late. Oh, he's here. Yeah, yeah,
1: but he shows up. Mm-hmm. There is Jordy. Uh, Duffy and Costa, who are the two other guys that were working on the grab sled. And of course, Wesley is there.
0: Why is Wesley I there? I don't know. He's an acting ensign. Yeah. He's at. He's not an officer. He's at the officer meeting in the morning. I don't see. I don't know if he's technically an officer, but it's like no way. No, he shouldn't be there. I think they threw out some reason as to why he's there. Yeah, he's got some project he's doing. Yeah, but come on. Yeah, it's because he's best friends with Jordy, right? Jordy's
1: only human. It looks friend. bad, Jordy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, but they're going like hang out with Worf. Yeah, he needs something to do. Yeah, isn't he technically operations?
0: Well, yeah, he's security. Kinda. Yeah. They wear yellow, Yeah, right? they're on the same. Bring all the yellow guys in there. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. There's yeah. plenty of people who need friends. What's Beverly up to?
1: Right. Uh, why is I don't Leslie your best friend? I don't really know if we really see her that much this The episode. only time we see her is, is in, it, the holodeck, in the holiday. In the holiday. In Barkley's oh, fantasies. God. Oh, what a horrible, horrible episode for Gates McFadden. <laughs> but yeah, in this meeting, all they're doing is they're talking about, like, technobabble and joking with each other Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and jokes that I don't get because I'm not an engineer. And when they get to the reports, Barkley is trying to explain what he thinks is wrong with the grab sled. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of stammering through it. And Wesley just cuts him off and corrects him the whole time. Well, it's
0: horrible. Yeah.
1: Like – and when Barkley
0: leaves, Jordy's
1: like, what were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do that.
0: Well, and it's one of those things where you've worked with people in the past who have a difficult time verbally communicating. Yeah. I mean, you everyone to, has. Yeah. You need to- Let him talk. Let them talk. Give them space to communicate. Yeah. Especially people who have a harder time- Seems like that might be that. an issue, having a 15-year-old boy <laughs> at a meeting. Yeah. The arrogance of a 15-year-old boy, too. Think about it. 15-year-old yeah. boys are like- they think they know everything. Right. Even and Wesley Crusher is like reinforced. Exactly. Through privilege that he knows everything. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: because he's like a super genius 15-year-old yeah. boy. Oh. So he's going to be the worst. Yeah. Unbearable. <laughs> the next scene, we see Barkley complaining about all of this stuff.
0: Oh, wait. All sympathy for Barkley lost again right here. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. In uh Counselor Troy's chamber. And he's saying all the stuff. That we just said, except he is very confident. Yes. He's not stammering. He's got his head held high. He's just like, I should have put this kid in his place. Blah, blah, blah. And Troy's like, I you're getting upset. Here. Let me help you relax. And then kisses him. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is uh yep. this is the holodeck again, isn't uh, it?
0: Poor Deanna Troy. Yeah. I feel so Barkley, bad. Barkley, you work with this woman. Yes. She's a real woman. At least <laughs> Minuet was like a Proximity yeah. of a she was a fantasy woman.
1: Y- yeah, this is uh, the exact replica of a person of a person that you know and have to work with. Yes, it seems like there should be some HR guidelines here. It should be
0: against the law. They did mention this in the episode yes. that there's sh- there ought to be a law, right? <laughs> But nobody has been so perverse to do it, right. Which I highly doubt this seems like this
1: is like one of those Star Trek things where like, man, we thought we bred this uh behavior out of people or something, like, or like you can't, yeah, you can't people will be horny, <laughs> and For it would, people they've seen,
0: and in it the will real ruin world. your
1: workplace, yes, <laughs> unless you set some ground rules, yeah.
0: Well, it gets even worse because she starts kissing him and yeah. then they don't even like hook up in the office or whatever. No, he
1: goes to a different program.
0: Yeah. And this is where it gets really weird. Yeah. He's in like this lush garden thing. And then
1: Troy is like in a toga. Yes. And she starts calling herself the goddess of empathy or something. Yes. To cast off your inhibitions and embrace love, truth, and joy. And they start kissing again.
0: And then like we're led to believe, led to believe they, they do. It. They, they yeah. do it. yeah. They they hook up. Man. Yes. This is why Barkley
1: is constantly late to work.
0: <laughs> this is terrible. And dude. as
1: we have said, I remember when I was watching this, I was like, wait a minute.
0: Can't they, like,
1: not lock these doors? No, they can't. also, walk in. anyone can walk past and, like, see what, he, what program he's mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. You're at, at work. Yeah. This is like someone like looking at porn in an open office.
0: <laughs> looking at porn of a co of, of a coworker.
1: Yes. In an open office. Yes.
0: And th- what makes it even worse is that coworker never actually made the pornography. Right. So it's it's a photoshopped image you made where you pasted a coworker's head on a naked body and you're watching that.
1: Yeah, that's essentially what he's doing. That's what
0: he's done. <laughs> Man. The other thing I, I I can't help but shake from my head is it's Deanna Troy. Deanna Troy has psychic abilities. Oh yeah. She's able to she's, understand feelings. She's
1: gonna know a, dude.
0: A, a Riker's arousal when he's far away. She knows, man.
1: She's gonna find out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't get into that in this episode, but there's no way she wouldn't know or wouldn't feel it when it's happening.
1: Right, like Good Lord. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Barkley is in the holodeck, and he suddenly feels strong feelings of arousal towards me. What the hell? <laughs> well, th- well, and of course, you know Barkley
1: knows that he's got issues relating with people. Yes. He's probably going to be sent to the counselor at some point. Right. And then he's going to have to have a real conversation
0: right. with her. He did not think this through. No. And I, I don't mean to be glib about it, because this is basically... Oh, this is this, a bad thing. This is... Terrible yeah. behavior from a human being, right? To another living, breathing right. human being. Yeah, I want to reiterate: this is bad. Yes, this is a bad thing that he is doing. Yes, and but he should go I, to jail. Or I something. just, I
1: just want to stress how fucking dumb it is, too. <laughs> it's a really stupid thing for him to be doing mm-hmm. when anyone can walk in, yes, and see what he's doing when he's supposed to be at the workplace.
0: Yes. Yeah, because he's running late for work as he's doing. This. Yeah. So yeah, that's what he's doing on the holiday. <laughs> terrible.
1: Yeah. Then in ten forward, uh, there's the engineering officers that we saw at the meeting earlier. Mm-hmm. They're all having a chat, sitting over some drinks, and uh, they're talking about what else. Barkley. Wesley keeps like saying, "It's like, look, why did you, why did you criticize me for correcting this guy? Like he was wrong." And he was taking too long to talk. And Jordy's saying that, like, look, you got to show him some respect. Give him an opportunity to serve. And also stop calling him Broccoli. Yeah. Don't do that. That's bad behavior. Also, you're a kid. What
0: are you doing here?
1: (laughs) And Data says, well, wait. He's being called uh, Broccoli. That's a nickname. Normally, that's a term of endearment. And Jordy's like, yeah,
0: it's not endearment in this case. Yeah. So, if you don't call it to him, call him that to his face, it's not endearment, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. and at
1: this point, Duffy, one of the other officers that was there, uh, he notices his glass is leaking, which is odd, Mm -hmm. and then he pulls his hand away, and his hand has made like an imprint in the glass. The structure itself seems to have changed, so this is odd. Yeah, it's never happened before. And since they don't have a lot to do, this is like a routine mission. They just kind of put all their effort into investigating this glass thing. <laughs> so Data's like scanning it with the tricorder, and he's like, yeah, its whole structure has been uh, changed somehow. Yeah, we don't really lecture, know how. Structure. Yeah. And it's not a replicator issue because, as they say, that would have affected the liquid in the glass, right. and it didn't it was just the glass itself it's something that happened after it came out of the replicator how is so, that
0: possible
1: they have no idea but what data says is that it could have been altered with like the power systems in the ship of which there are i think they said like 4 or 6000 or something mm-hmm. so they give that job to barkley all right barkley go through the 4000 different power systems of the ship and see what could have possibly affected this glass so he's like, well, you know, I was already going to do that uh, because of the anti-grab thing. So we're already actually seeing that he's kind of shrewd. Yes. Because he's already working on this project, and he he's not saying it's like, oh, yeah, I knew that. He actually did know that and did think that there could be a connection between this abnormal behavior from this other piece of equipment and this glass. Right. Which does end up being the solution to the right. problem. Well, uh, sort of. Kind of. It is... Connected. They are connected. He leads them to it uh, because he did already think of this before. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so he's given this huge, probably thankless task. Yes. But it is at least a task that I hope to God will keep him out of that holiday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It only kind of does.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, we at least see him for a while working on this thing. Like, they're up on the bridge, and Jordy's talking to Riker, and I think Picard is there too, and Data, and they're looking at this glass, and Barkley's there too, and Data's like trying to talk Barkley up, and I thought this part was cool. He was like, yeah, uh, Barkley was actually the first person that said there's a connection between the antigrav sled and this thing, and I think he's right, and he's saying that in front of the captain, Yeah, which that's pretty
0: cool that Data like knows how to do that. Right, it's true. It's the best move a coworker can do. Right, yeah. That's very nice of him, because I don't think Barkley really deserves it.
1: (laughs) But way to go, Data. Good for you. And Barkley's totally unable to talk himself up. Mm. You know, he's stammering and stuff, and I know, like, Picard is probably super intimidating to a guy like him. Right. Probably to anyone.
0: Yeah, to me. Yeah. And he's on a TV screen in a show that was filmed 20 years ago. Right.
1: But, yeah, Picard is kind of... uh, not intimidated, but unable to deal with him, too, because mm-hmm. he accidentally slips and calls him broccoli, he and is just mortified.
0: Yeah, at his own behavior. Yeah, and then he's, he says, oh, broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And Data excuses. even tries to cover that up, too. Oh, yeah,
1: Data's just like, no, it's a common, like, I forget what the- n- Slip of the tongue. Slip of the tongue, yeah. and he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, Data. <laughs> Riker thinks is pretty funny, mm-hmm. because he hates this dude still.
0: Yeah, Riker does not like him.
1: Um, with just cause. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. No. Riker does hate a lot of people. It's true. But they usually
0: deserve it. Yeah. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. he's He has powerful feelings of love and hate. He's the Kirk <laughs> in, in all this. <laughs> he is. Very much so. The, the next
1: scene, we're back in 10 forward, and we see Guinan talking to Jordy, uh again, about Barkley. Mm-hmm. And she's saying that, yeah, he's not... Weird. He just kind of keeps to himself. He always orders warm milk, which Jordy makes fun of, but then she's like, It helps you sleep. You should try it. It's actually mm-hmm. pretty good. And she is she's much more sympathetic to him.
0: She calls him imaginative, doesn't she?
1: Yeah. She says that he he has a, a big imagination, which surprises Jordy. She was like, How do you know? She's like, Well, you gotta get to know him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she says that uh, he reminds her of Turkum, which was her uncle who was like the black sheep of the family, and no one else got to know. And when she finally got to know him, she was like, yeah, this guy's actually really funny and very interesting, just no one gave him a chance. Right. So it's your job, Jordy, to give him a chance. Get to know the guy. Actually get into his head and ask him what his deal is. Yeah. And he'll talk to you. You just have to let him open up. Jordy's like trying to figure out where he might be. Uh, he searches for. That's the other thing. You can search for where anyone is at any point on the yes. ship because of the, the comm badge.
0: Yeah, there's no hiding. So of course he's in the holodeck, right? So Jordy's like, yeah, find me broccoli, mm-hmm. <laughs> Barkley, Excuse me, slip of the tongue. So he goes into the holodeck, and he, I think he walks
1: in on the worst possible. Uh, well he's in that weird medieval fantasy part. well it's like the, uh, so dr crusher is there in this big puffy dress on a swing yes
0: lots of makeup on
1: and also wesley is there dressed up as like this like little aristocratic boy mm-hmm. eating a pie right <laughs> and he's they're talking about oh where's master barkley <laughs> And talking about spanking and shit. Right. And already, Jordy's like, what did I walk into? Oh, boy. <laughs> this isn't so cool. Although I've been here, done that. Right. Before. Oh, yeah. he's yeah. And he's no stranger to the holodeck. No. Then they hear this big commotion, and there is Jordy, Picard, and Data all dressed up like the three musketeers. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting, sword fighting Barclay. And Barkley is doing wonderful. Oh, he is kicking ass. Yes. And he's just like saying a whole bunch of Renaissance fair shit. It's like, (laughs) I will
0: defeat you with my sword. Very good (laughs) example of that, Patrick. Yeah. (laughs) My sword is just and fast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's doing that that kind of thing. Yeah. They walked in on him larping. Yeah, they did. But it's like sex larping. Well,. I think he probably already had sex, and now he's doing some post-sex LARPing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> well, I'm just saying he's not. Well, I guess he's still LARPing while having sex with Beverly Crusher. Oh,
1: God. Yeah, see, that's a- another woman that he works with. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all- only women but that he works with. But of course he's
1: going to see. He's got to go to the doctor. Yeah, physicals <laughs> alone. Yeah. He just is going out of his way to make this weird for everybody. Yes. But yeah, he's uh, sword fighting them, and then uh, turns around and he sees Jordy there. And, oh gulp. man, yeah, a gulp. <laughs> That's basically what happens. Yeah, they're back and ten forward, and Barkley is just like, "Look, if you want to give me to another ship, just put me on a starbase or something. I don't care. Just just do it." And Jordy's like, "No, I'm not going to do that. I'm in command of you. I'm I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to." We're gonna fix this, hey man! I'm no stranger to the holodeck either. As we know, yes. (laughs) Although, is Jordy better or worse than Bart? Well, so he did fall in love with a an exact copy of someone that actually exists. Yes, I. He was like emotionally invested, which, like, you know, we already talked about that on that other episode and i thought it was weird that he did that like just make a copy of someone that doesn't exist right and that's what geordie is telling him right i feel like what barkley is doing is way worse
0: well barkley is manipulating their personalities yeah i mean they're both bad so i guess we're comparing like the devil to the demon but barkley is just using them as sex objects right whereas Jordy. Created this woman because he needed help on a science project, and then fell in love. And with And then that it kind of happened.
1: Yeah, but man, yeah, I gotta say, Barclays is worse. I mean, yeah. it's just premeditated. Like, yeah, he's he knowsfully making. He them. knows what he's doing. He knows that he works with these people. Like, and that's pretty much what Jordy tells him. Is like, hey, don't do that. Don't yeah. make copies of people. To, to
0: don't you do see this. how wrong this is? Right, and yeah. Barclays
1: is talking about like well it kind of started because I made a copy of you to yell at you and beat you up and Jordy's like well fair enough I'm your boss I, all right fine that happens yeah but then it kind of led to other things so Jordy is like okay we're going to fix this you have hollow addiction i'm going to send you to just the right person to fix this counselor troy
0: of course yeah which luckily Jordy didn't see counselor troy when he was in there
1: yeah he didn't know that no, she was part know, of this. Yeah. So Barkley doesn't want to go and Jordy pulls rank on him and, and makes him. And then uh, Jordy gets called away to the transporter room. There's something messed up going on. Uh, so all the weird malfunctions that we saw with the glass, with the grav sled, it's now in the transporter room. There's this uh, test cylinder that I guess they use to uh, test out the transporter, make sure it's working. It... Uh, is going between these different pads. Mm -hmm. And I think you were telling me they have a a buffer. They do. And that's like the hard drive. Right. Right? So it's going from the hard drive to the transporter pad, and then it's like all dented and messed
0: up. Exactly. So they're assuming something's wrong with the buffer. Yeah. So Jordy's
1: like, well, thank God I don't have anywhere to go.
0: Right. Good thing (laughs) we're in deep space right now. Yeah. Yeah. And they do think that this could be connected... To the graph sled. They do. Yeah. But like, they there's just don't too many know. Many weird how, occurrences they don't know how or why. Yes. But
1: this is yet another malfunction. So it is getting more and more important that they fix this now that they know that the transporter. Right. Because they can't like they can't land on a planet, can they?
0: No. No, no. That ship doesn't land.
1: Oh. So they just have to like rely on shuttles if the transporter's broken?
0: Yeah, well, yeah, and they'll go to a space station. They can, like, dock places, but they don't land on planet. Hmm. Damn.
1: Well, Picard is in the transporter room by this point, and he's like, well, we got to fix this because in 22 hours, we're going to this planet that we got to deliver these tissue samples for. Right. We don't really have any other way to get them out, so we got to have the transporters working. Whatever is causing this, I want y'all to, like, find out find out fast so jordy's got to get barkley to the bridge uh and he's got to assemble this team basically to tackle this problem Mm -hmm. but right now barkley's not in the bridge he's in counselor troy's chambers being counseled on his hollow addiction
0: not being counseled very well either he
1: can't really communicate in any way he clearly does not want to be there no he's perfectly fine talking to the fake version Mm -hmm. of deanna troy the real version he's clammy he's looking for every excuse to get out and like she tries to do like basic relaxation techniques and was like, yeah, breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. And he's like, oh yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, in through the nose, out through the mouth. Hmm. Yep. Great. All right. I think I'm all fixed. And he just like See backs out
0: and leaves. Yeah. So she's gotta know it, like, oh yeah, what he's feeling. Probably. Moment. Yeah. She can read minds. Mm-hmm. You can't hide,
1: dude. No. So she goes to the bridge and she's talking to Jordy, and she's like, yeah, he's very, uh, he's acting pretty weird. So Troy goes to the bridge, finds Jordy, and is like, you know, you're the guy in your command is
0: pretty odd. Yeah. I met Barclay today.
1: Yeah. Something is going on here. I think we gotta check back in with this guy. Riker happens to be there. He asks Worf, "Is like, Where's where's Barkley? And of course, they can track him. Yes. He's in the holodeck.
0: Right where Geordie told him not to not go. to
1: be. Right. And Riker is pissed. Yes. He's like, you know what? Fine. I'm gonna go down there myself. And I'm
0: right. gonna walk right in. I'm gonna walk right into whatever he's doing. Be careful, Riker. What? You do some weird shit in there, oh, too. Oh, we man. all know Riker yeah. does.
1: But it's with people that don't exist, and
0: it's when he's on leave. Exactly. He's not supposed to be <laughs> It's nobody's at work. business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's an unsaid rule that what happens in there is fine as long as it's, you know, from your imagination. Right, and not interfering with your work.
1: Yes. So Jordy is trying to tell Riker all this stuff, like, "Hey, he's into some odd stuff." I'm just saying, be prepared. I'm not saying don't do what you're gonna do, but and then Riker's like, "I don't care. I'm gonna stop him." He opens it up, and there's this same garden that we saw Barclay in before when he was sword fighting, mm-hmm. and they find again Data, Picard, and Jordy as the three musketeers. <laughs> yes. Riker is pissed even more he's like i don't care what this weird shit is we're not supposed to have crew members simulated in the holodeck but i think they have like some arguments just like yeah it's not really a rule but it kind of should be
0: it's like uncouth it's like impolite yeah but it's not a more than impolite yeah i guess (laughs) that's true but it's not a law is what i mean right yeah it's it's just a thing you shouldn't do. Yeah, it feels like it feels odd, disgusting, and yeah, insulting. You, yeah, uh, but so far it's only combatants. It's nothing. Yeah, sexual it's noth- there's
1: no sex stuff yet. Mm-hmm. So they're like arguing with the musketeers, and this one Riker version comes up. And he's and it's small, much smaller. Short and, like, clumsy. Not, not as intimidating <laughs> yeah. at all.
0: Talks in a high-pitched voice. Yeah, and Riker's like, I'm tired of this.
1: <laughs> Let's yeah. erase it. And Troy's like, no. Troy's very amused. Mm-hmm. She says, no. This could give us some insight into his brain and, like, his personality and what he's thinking. Uh, and plus, if we just pull him out of it, that, that could really mess with his head. So they go into this weird, like, conversation with the musketeers it's Mm -hmm. clearly like very off-putting for everyone that just walked into this they keep asking where Barkley is and they're like oh he's very dangerous watch out uh and uh, then they go and they they find troy
0: yeah they basically turn a corner
1: yeah and there's troy here's troy as the goddess of empathy Mm -hmm. and she of course immediately wants to erase this and riker says no Imagine we can't, what it would do. Yeah, we can't pull him immediately out of his fantasy. <laughs> and, like, he smirks
0: at her, and it's like, this is so much worse. This is though. way worse. You weren't. <laughs> but as yeah, they're leaving, uh,
1: yeah, as they're leaving, Jordy's talking to Barkley, and he's like, look, man, I had a holo addiction, too. <laughs> yeah, we saw. There's nothing wrong with a he- healthy fantasy life, he says, as long as you don't let it take over.
0: Uh, uh, but there is something wrong with his fantasy life. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Back on the bridge. I mean, imagine what Deanna Troy has to feel in that oh, moment. Oh shit! Like, oh, you've seen a, ugh, you've hooked up with me, right? Sort of.
1: And she has to see this guy a lot, a lot.
0: Yeah, they're in space, dude. You've they're ma- gonna run into each yeah. other. Oh yeah, <laughs> like. But it is, it is like you've basically masturbated to me. Yep. Yeah, and everyone knows, and everyone knows. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, I just got like chill, like nasty goosebumps. Yeah. God, Ew. that would be awful. Ugh.
1: Back in the bridge, the ship is like accelerating Mm -hmm. uh, at crazy amounts of speed with no explanation. Uh, The crew is not doing this. So, whatever was going on with the grav sled that moved to the cup, that moved to the transporter, is now in the warp engine. Yep. That seems, I I don't know a lot about Star Trek, but that seems like when stuff gets to the warp core. Oh, you're in trouble. Probably bad.
0: Oh, yeah. You might have to jettison it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God.
1: But no one knows what it is. Uh Jordy, of course, has to solve it and they have to find Barkley immediately. They they mm-hmm. gotta get everybody all hands on deck, right? Especially in the engineering. Right.
0: So basically they have to turn on their blinders to what they just saw with Barkley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Troy is pissed though.
1: Yes. You can tell that yes. she looks very upset with this guy. So yeah, this is where Jordy is like kind of Hinting at Barkley what happened between him and Brahms, and it's like, Look, you got healthy fantasy life is fine, but anyway, I need you in the real world. Yes. You can't go in that thing anymore. The ship will blow up. You have to help me solve this problem. I need you. So Barkley's like, All right, uh, I have a task now. And his idea is to drop out of warp to cure uh, like the non responsive diagnostic systems, what they say. Uh, I don't know what that means, but they can't do it. Mm-mm. There's something jamming the engines. Uh, then the ship accelerates again. They're in warp nine, which I didn't think they could do. I thought they only I, went to no, warp eight. Nine's maximum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ship's on red alert now. They have 16 minutes before the ship will tear itself apart.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially if it keeps trying to accelerate.
1: Yeah, and, and that's like the ship is like kicking back in and then stopping and kicking in again and always jumping up another warp. Mm -hmm. But they're at max now. So 16 minutes, and then it'll blow up. Jordy has no idea what to do, but he's assigned with solving this task, uh, as every thankless, horrible thing tends (laughs) to get assigned to him. So he's back at that place where they had all the uh, uh, engineering officers for their meeting. Now they have a much more frantic meeting. They need to have every idea on the table, and everything is shot down. Finally, uh, Jordy's like, okay, we have to have some kind of connection between this glass thing, the grav sled, the transporters, and now the engines. We know it's connected, but we have no idea how. They are now in warp 9.4. Hmm. Too fast. Too fast. That's too fast. Doesn't sound like the ship can do that. No, it shouldn't be doing that. But Barkley has an idea. He says that there's one thing that connected all of that. One of the ship's crew members, Yeah, you know, they were present at the grav sled. They touched the cup. They, at some point, were in the transporter room,
0: and they work in the engineering. It's Duffy. Yes. Duffy must have brought something. Because everyone thought it was a systemic issue. Something wrong with the ship itself.
1: But no, it's like an infection, basically, is what Barkley is saying. Yes. So they narrow it down. To, uh, like, they have some way to figure out what kind of substance it could have been. And it's this uh, stuff called Invidium, and it's, like, used in medical containment fields. Yes. And I think it's a fake thing. But it hasn't been used in medical containment fields for a long time, so no one would have thought of it. But it is used in those medical uh, canisters that have the tissue samples. And remember, one of them had a broken seal at the beginning of the episode, and Duffy was the guy who picked it up. Oh, man. And then he was also the guy that had the glass. So it's like, oh, well, it's the Invidium, we think, we're pretty sure. So yeah, they go up to Cargo Bay 5. they got to test their hypothesis out. Barkley opens one of them, and they scan uh, the thing, and it turns out, yes, it actually is this Invidium stuff. It got into the ship, and once it does that, it can, like, bond with stuff in the warp core and, you know, just basically screw everything up. Right. But if they cool uh, the engine to negative 200 degrees Celsius, it becomes inert. So they flood uh, the engine uh, or flood the antimatter injector- injectors with something to cool it. And, yeah, it neutralizes it.
0: Yay! It works. Day saved. We can forget everything Barkley did. Yeah. (laughs) It's not weird. It's not weird anymore,
1: Barkley. Don't worry. Barkley,
0: you're not a weirdo anymore. You saved us. Yeah,
1: just kidding. He's still totally a weirdo. Yeah,
0: but in the crew's mind, nothing happens to him.
1: Oh, really? He's not, like, reprimanded? No. Well, not that we see. Oh. But, yeah, uh, in this one particular sense, he did save the day. Uh, Matter injector works everything is back on its normal power cycle. I guess they just probably have to fix stuff because they got to go to a starbase to get retrofitted with some things. Some stuff got damaged, sure. but they're okay. Nobody died. Right. And I assume that they dropped off the tissue samples and stuff for that plague, too.
0: They must have. Uh, they
1: didn't really say no. that they did, or I don't recall them saying that they that did. That was
0: a minor... That was why they were That in was space. like the that thing was, yeah.
1: that put them there. It was not
0: matter. a part of the storyline yeah. at all. We're never
1: going to see those fake people that died of that or fake plague. Or hear of plague. that fake disease again.
0: right? So Barkley,
1: uh, or what we think is Barkley, is on the bridge. Mm-hmm. And he's standing up straight. He's speaking very clearly and confidently. And he's announcing his resignation from the Enterprise. And he does it very beautifully. Everyone applauds. And then he says, end program. And it disappears. <laughs> And we see the familiar yellow grid. Yes. And then as he's walking out, he says to delete all the Barkley programs. And catches himself, and he says, except Program 9. And we have no idea what it is. Oh, we know what it Uh, is. I think I know what it is. We know what Program 9 is. And it's gross. And he leaves. And uh, we hope he's not going to come into this holodeck uh, anytime soon. Mm. Yeah, that's... Well, he's going to go
0: revisit Program 9. Oh, God, yeah. That's Which what is probably the worst does. one. He's saving a little, you know, he's saving a little relapse for himself. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. So, Patrick, this is where we like to rate what we just saw. If we thought it was amazing, must watch Star Trek, we set to kill. If we thought it was pretty good, comes up in the queue, give it a watch, we set to stun. And if we thought it was terrible, avoid at all costs, we leave it in the holster. So, Patrick, what'd you think?
1: I'm going to say set to
0: stun mm-hmm. it's
1: not bad all right it's actually pretty good it's a pretty good star trek episode but i feel like as we talked about in the episode the severity of this guy's actions of what he's doing like in not just any workplace but in like a vessel in space that could blow up that needs to run well it's it's messed up what barclay's doing Yes. And I don't feel like the episode really dealt with that as like, it's not just a problem with him. This is also bad for Troy. And this is also bad for, for Dr. Crusher and all the people that he works with. And this just kind of became
0: like, well, we got to save this guy and help. It's like, no transfer him. Yeah.
1: This could, this dude
0: sucks. He should get kicked out. <laughs> yeah. He should not work in the, in the right. Go like, do any other job in this utopia right. where you can just do anything you want. Yes.
1: You can live in the holodeck. It's fine. Just right. stop making people that you know in real life have sex with you. Right! Oh, my God. But I I actually did like the kind of detective story of them trying to figure out what's going on with the ship. I thought that was pretty interesting, and it's hard for me to follow a lot of the techno babble in this show. But I could figure out what they were doing saying and doing even though it was about stuff that doesn't exist and that i don't understand so yeah that's an accomplishment yeah and that was fun to watch i just don't like barkley
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love to hate him
1: oh i love to hate him though so yeah yeah, it was entertaining Mm -hmm.
0: but yeah set to stun see i'm in the same boat and i think for a similar reason this episode seems to be so set to stun uh, this episode seems to be more about the fact that Barkley has a holodeck addiction to the impact of that holodeck addiction. On the rest of the crew. Exactly. Yeah. Like addiction is something, that's why there's like Al-Anon and all those things. Like addiction is something that impacts the people around the addict in a really real ways. Mm-hmm. And this was just, even they didn't even deal with his addiction really. No. Like They're he, just
1: like, oh, he's weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But they, but they put all of the emphasis on when they were talking about the weird behavior on him being a holodeck addict. Not on the effects it has on other people. Or the effects really on himself. Like, it's yeah. ruining his career. I don't know. It feels like a huge half of a story, maybe. I don't know. I, I feel like this concept is really interesting, the idea of the abuse of the holodeck. We all assume it. We've, all, we've talked about that on the show, like it has to happen. And this is the first time that we've really seen them address that head on, right? Well, I guess with Jordy they addressed it a bit as well. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think the subject matter is interesting. Given people free reign to live out their fantasies, what are they going to do? And what are the lines that can be crossed? Mm-hmm. Interesting. But then that has to have repercussions. And yeah, has real to have world Some stuff happening, and I think that's the weak part of this episode. So set to stun, absolutely.
1: Do you think that's why they make the Oculus Rift? Uh, it, it makes you puke after 15 minutes. Do you think so? <laughs> they just built that in. I doubt we can't that that's have anybody getting. Can't have any more Barclays.
0: No, I doubt that. That's on purpose. You know that the porn industry within the Oculus Rift and all of this stuff is going to be nuts. Yeah. Right? A lot of Barclays. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just even mean the products that are going to be made. Yeah. I, I, I guess know. so. I don't really. My mind can't I even. have never
1: used an Oculus Rift. Well, uh, it's,
0: it's immersion for your brain. Oh. I mean, you're, the screen is like an inch away from your face, and you turn your head, and it turns how you turn. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine the potential for pornography within that. Device. Does it
1: ever at, at some point... Uh, go through some kind of self cleaning mechanism where it <laughs> locks down and you can't get out, and then it uh, sets your head on fire.
0: <laughs> it's just like the holodeck. It's just yeah.
1: like the holodeck? Exactly.
0: It burns your eyeballs so that out.
1: No one should ever use this or get inside of this <laughs> thing.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Just avoid the
1: holodeck. Just don't go in there.
0: I No, sometimes you got to solve a mystery. <laughs> yeah. And it's more
1: fun at the It's totally are worth real. accidentally creating a new form of life that you can't get rid of. Yes, uh,
0: it's totally like remember that happened. It did happen. Uh, <laughs> Self awareness within the holiday, right? Yeah, but I feel like this episode is more realistic about what people would do in the. Holodeck oh yeah, for sure. I did self-aware. enjoy that
1: aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and uh, uh, Moriarty comes back, and I love that. So. Oh, cool. Um, anyway, uh, anything else you want to say about the episode?
1: Uh, not the episode itself, but I would like to continue to plug our Patreon.
0: Yay, Patreon!
1: Uh, so we have a Patreon. That's really just to help us kind of keep the lights on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of these episodes that you're listening to, the TNG stuff, that's free. We're still going to release that at a regular, regular-ish regular schedule. Yes. Uh, we had vacation, like weddings and stuff this month, so it might, might get kind of weird. But another thing that we are doing is we're watching the original series so we did a couple original series episodes last month. We're probably going to do a couple more of those this month. And that is for the patrons. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear that, just throw us like five bucks a month and uh, you'll get some of those episodes. It's patreon.com slash Patrick.
0: Yeah, we really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank um, you.
0: We've had a lot of fun talking about original series, too. It's oh, a, yes, it's great. It's quite a bit different Totally than different. next-gen. Um, and as I've said before, I've always been more of a next-gen guy. So it's nice to go in-depth into episodes with you, Patrick um another podcast that it'd be cool if you listen to w- is one called the dungeon rats it's a interactive dungeon crawl that i do with my friends uh we're playing dungeons and dragons and the listeners submit the monsters plot twists magic items and anything else that you can think of and then we have to deal with them it's a blast we've had a lot of luck recently uh broke that itunes top 25 in the gaming category yeah hell yeah Hashtag Internet Famous.
1: Take that, Kumail Nanjiani.
0: Yeah, that's right. We you beat We his podcast. We that's did. It's insane, yeah. And it's nuts. Uh, so it's been going great. So what I really should be doing is telling people listening to that podcast to come listen to this one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to do the one just above you. Oh, yeah. Just that's right. take them out one by one. Snipe them.
0: Yeah. yeah. Coming after you. I ya. think
1: it's like Total Biscuit, and that guy sucks. I don't so even know what that is. He's some Gamergate dipshit. Is he really? I
0: think. Oh, Gamergate's the dumbest thing. In I, the world. It's like an
1: underground fire that has never gone out. It's no. like I keep forgetting that it's still A happening. Thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: well, it's like men's rights activists. Oh yeah, I guess hiding behind al- games. It's
1: always going to be around. I guess. Yeah, but yeah. Don't listen to that guy's podcast.
0: Listen to the Dungeon Rat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and thank you so much for listening to this. And you can follow me on Twitter at patlikesatweet because Facebook is for noobs. Let's see what's out there. Peaches. How
1: sows peaches. How sows
0: peaches. How sows peaches. How sows peaches. How sows peaches. How sows peaches. How sows